Thank you so much for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name's Sam Moses. I'm with my good friend, Matt Garber. We're going fishing today. And today we are going fishing. Matt, what type of fish are we fishing for? We're fishing for catfish. Catfish, you say? See? Did you know, Matt, that catfish? That was my pig call. (laughs) This is South Carolina. It's not a catfish call. (laughs) We got pig calls down here. The catfish call is... <laughs> this is going to end up being the intro he The catfish call is it's way more aquatic sounding, I bet. <laughs> way more. <laughs> way more bubbly. It's probably a... I would imagine. But did you know, oh, Matt, that um, catfish are naturally not buoyant? They sink instead of float. Oh, sounds like me in the tub. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so today's episode... Uh. We're titling... Started with way more TMI than these people were ever expecting. <laughs> exactly. Are we going to have like a really hillbilly intro that we're leaving all this in with? Some banjo? Sounds like, it sounds like Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> we got a fully loaded truck. We could probably figure something out. We could figure that out on the back end. All right. Of the catfishing episode. Of the catfish episode. So today's episode... It's called... It's called... It's all do about... Do you know what it's called? Because I, like there's like a whole little fishing sport... Because catfish actually have holes in the mud. Yes. In the water. Yeah, and people and go And you go fishing. and you stick your arm in it. Oh, I know. And in the catfish and through the mouth and then your hand comes out the gills. Yeah, it's disgusting. Guess what that's called? Catfishing? Noodling. Noodling? <laughs> noodling. There's no G in that thing. Noodling. noodling. I'm noodling, man. That's it. You're going noodling. Noodling for my catfish. Oh, man. Okay, so today's episode is called Don't, Do Not, Catfish Your Customers. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, Matt, you want to get into it? You want to go fishing? Let's go fishing, Sam. All right. So, why don't you tell our audience what we mean by Don't Catfish Your Customers. Start us off. Tee up. I got some so, bait on your hook. Go fishing. It's more like don't catfish anyone in general. That's good. But yes. this episode is more tied into you not catfishing your clients. And that revolves around don't get yourself into work that it's like you've only been doing this for a year or so and you probably shouldn't go after uh, work that's a little bit above you. Because you're gonna get into you're gonna get yourself into a situation, or it's like let's say that you perfectly deliver a really good master, but now you can't wrap the project because you don't know what the next part is, or you can't deliver on what the client needs, or I mean I know in I don't know I haven't seen it a lot in Charleston, but eh, I, I I have. <laughs> I know Nashville, whenever I'm out there, I'll hear it a bunch, and it's name-dropping. People like to use a lot of other people's names. I kind of rope name-dropping in to catfishing with catfishing. My fish is this big. (laughs) Yeah, because you're making yourself seem like a bigger fish than you are. Mm. And by, like, throwing out all these random names and stuff like that, and hopefully... The people who you are talking to are smart enough to know that they are indeed at that moment being catfished. Um, but yeah, the the big thing is 
don't get yourself into situations out of your own pride. This is really an episode based around pride and uh, using the proverbial phrase of checking the pride at the door. And don't go buy gear before you're ready to go buy gear. And, I mean, you... I, 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 I don't know. It's like if you get, like, if you're just used to staring at a digital rendering of an EQ and then you buy your first analog EQ... And you're staring at it, and you're like, oh, shit, what did I get myself into? <laughs> These are a lot of knobs. And it's just like you kind of get this like little over-your-head feeling for a little bit. Or you buy a piece of gear to look cool, but then you're like, shit, I forgot to buy the converter first. <laughs> so now you have this shiny, cool piece of gear that probably sounds fantastic that has absolutely zero functionality for you and you're just kind of getting yourself into like situations that you probably shouldn't be in so but it's all out of like a pride-based thing or going talking like a big game online or something like that and putting yourself into like just these compromising positions so that's really what i mean with that have you seen any of this sam i mean i've seen catfish i've caught catfish I don't know if I've ever been catfish, a catfish to someone. For our audience, I want to give the internet definition of catfish, which is a person who creates fake personal profiles on social media sites using someone else's pictures or false biographical information to pretend to be someone other than themselves. These catfish usually intend to trick unsuspecting people into falling in love with them or doing things for them. But the weird thing, it's like, if you look at this psychologically, how does how does this play out long term? So they think that you're somebody else. Right. But eventually you have to meet. Correct. And eventually they're gonna they're gonna realize that you're not who you'd said that you were exactly and it's like there's i i i, I mean i got married right no I, I think i got engaged or started dating my wife or something right around the time that uh like tinder came out and when tinder came out it was still like kind of taboo because i remember when like online dating became like a big thing <laughs> and it was when i was in college and, like, you had eHarmony, I think, when I was in high school. But I remember when I was in college, you had, like, adult friend finder and, like, all that stuff <laughs> pop up. And there was a guy at my school who would go on dates with all these crazy people from adult friend finder. And he would come back with the most nasty stories. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my. Like, it just, like, continues the thought of, this must be a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. But then uh, you have things like Tinder that came out. And it, it was originally it came out as like a hookup app. And I I was dating my wife around the time that yeah, that came out. So I never dabbled in any of that. Um, and it was kind of taboo at first. But then I think the... Uh, the general mindset around it has 
subsided a bit. Yeah. And it's like, but then my sister met her husband on Tinder, and he's a really good dude. There you so, go. So there's like both sides of that. Right. So it's uh, kind of a double-edged sword. But now, and I saw this happening when uh, a couple trips ago in China, maybe maybe four or five years ago. You'll see people who will like edit their face via an app mm-hmm. or their body via an app, like something that used to have a fair amount of like Photoshop knowledge in order to do. Well, now you, you can just do that via your phone, which I've seen in the past few years has come over to America. And just anything that you see over in China just naturally just progresses its way over here yeah. in a few years. And so it's like, now it's just like you're having people who are like vastly editing their bodily features. And I'm not talking like girls make making their boobs bigger or something like that, but it's like you're making your eyes bigger or you're making your lips bigger. And it's like, and you're sharing that with people or like that's a profile picture or that's like a picture that comes through social media. And it's just like, you don't think people are going to know that that's like fake? Yeah. Like they're going to see you. So it's, it's, it's the whole thing. Like I never really understood the point of people catfishing. Yeah. I understand like the immediate like dopamine hit, but eventually that picture is eventually either going to have to be replaced or something's going to have to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Into back to your story. I'm sorry. I no, took like a four minute little train ride totally fine i mean i've seen i've seen the catfish uh happen in town lots of times um i understand why people may do it because they think by presenting a fake profile essentially or a a fake reality to potential clients or their peers that they will you know, like you said, an ego pride, they will feel like they are further along or feel like they might get some more customers or be able to get that bigger client if they just lie a little bit about what they've done or they present a, you know, a stock image. There's a lot of people that use stock images from different, you know, website companies where they'll steal someone's photo of a studio or something and just put it on their website, you know, for their studio website, but it's not their photo of their studio. I know of a guy who is not a, who is a con artist and literally has scammed people out of thousands upon thousands of dollars by sending them fake photos of him supposedly in studios, but it's just photos of other people's studios <laughs> and not producing mm. it in those studios and taking people's money and creating fake email addresses for fake labels and the whole nine yards, like full-blown con artist catfish. I've seen that happen and play out. And, um, you know, I think we do it, people do this, and I mean, I have, I'm sure, lied you know, I know I've lied when I was starting, probably accidentally out of fear of insecurity and not trusting that where I'm at is okay, you know, about what I've done maybe or who I know. I know I've never like done anything, 
you know, we're talking about like lies versus fib essentially, but I've never blatantly done a full-blown catfish type thing um, to my knowledge. <laughs> but I know in my life, because I'm a human and I have insecurities or more so used to have a lot 10 years ago of like just wanting to be, for me it was, I wanted, I needed work so badly. I wanted to be part of a community and I felt like the only way I could do that was if I had certain credits or associated myself with certain people or were able to advertise certain gear. And um, all of that for me came out of basically not trusting that who I am as a person is actually why people hire me. And catfishing to me is all about you basically are telling yourself you're not good enough, reality, your reality isn't good enough, and that you literally have to create this fake reality to show people. I mean, this is what lying is. Lying at its core is you're creating multiple personalities, essentially. It's a, it's a mental disorder to me. Lying is a heavy mental disorder of you are creating a fake world and presenting that to people in hopes that they will accept you for basically who you are not. And that never ends well, like you're saying, Matt. Like the long-term ramifications of doing this is to me like people that I know who lie all the time are just mentally a mess. They don't end up really even getting the work. Um, you know, if you're catfishing someone to get work that you're not ready to do, there's potential that you could knock it out of the park. But as someone who, you know, I take. I'm constantly active of trying to to do the work I want to do. And I've been in positions when I was first starting with labels and things where there were a number of projects that I got f fair and square, but there were things that were required of it that I had no idea what they were talking about. Like the first time I had to get like a PO approval from the label to get paid. Like the first stuff I did for a label, I didn't even get paid because the PO never got approved and then the label was a little shady and was like, well, PO was never filled out or approved, so there's no money for you. It's like, oh, mm. cool. <laughs> That's how that works. Great. Good. Can I get, you know, PO next time? Yeah, sure. So there's all sorts of things that you learn. Um, you can learn the hard way or you can surround yourself with people that have done it, hopefully, or ask questions. But for me, you know, the people I know in town who catfish, supposedly, you know, I would say they catfish. They advertise things they don't do. They talk about things they haven't done. They claim they know people they don't know really as well as they say they do. They claim they can create a radio hit and they've never done a radio hit. They claim they can teach you how to make money from your studio and they've never really done that either. Um, all those people, to me, the longevity of it, it just never works out well. Like I've watched those mm. people continually struggle to feel satisfied, continually struggle to get the work they claim they've done before, which is always the funny thing is like, you never see them do that work again. So it's like, where did this come from? Like, you know, either something went really bad on that project then that you never got hired or it never really happened. And that's kind of like, you know, it's just, it's a sad reality when you have to catfish people, when you believe that you personally have no potential to be good enough, that you don't believe that where you are is where you you need to be. You don't trust that 
the current place you're in, the process is good, and that's the reward. And so you start making up fake narratives about your life, what you do, who you work with, who you hang out with, and that just always ends so poorly. So to me, like, I see it in town all the time. You know, the an easy way to, like, for me to filter it out is just, you know, if they claim they know someone, I'm always usually like, cool, call them up. Let's see a phone number. Cool. Like, <laughs> you know, like, if you, it doesn't really matter to me if I've learned anything. It's like knowing famous people or if your friends get famous, that doesn't mean you're famous. doesn't mean you get paid out when they get paid out. Like, <laughs> they're getting the check for the number one hit, not me, because I didn't do the work. So knowing people that are famous or rich um, doesn't do much for you. You have to achieve that on your own. And there's also something way more satisfying about doing it on your own. And um, what I found to really work for me, like in the industry is, you know, don't catfish, be honest about where you're at and put your needs out to people so that they can help you out. And that's what I found to like excel my quote unquote career is like the minute I stopped advertising you know, any sort of fluff or name dropping, um, you know, my career got better. And I found that people were more willing to help someone who was honest and willing to say like, hey, this is my work. This is what I do. Here's where I do it. And I think I could do a good job or not. I think, I mean, I always tell people like, I can do a good job, which is you facing reality and acknowledging what skill level you actually are at, knowing that you can still improve and grow and that you have time. And that's probably one of the the hardest things for people to digest is that most people are not ready to do the work they think they want. Like they're just not there. The skill level's not there. The people management is not there. The communication skills are not there. The time management, budget, invoicing, business, taxes, do you have a, you know, a tax ID number? Do you know how to fill out W9s, W2s? All these things that are just common for these projects most people think they should be doing or deserve to be doing. It's all these things that you're not prepared for and that's very normal because there's a process and a learning curve to, to any career you do, be it a corporate or freelance or self-employed. Like There is a learning curve and you're never entitled to anything, never entitled to a career, never entitled to work, never entitled to the project you think you should do, or even if you're the best fit for whatever, it doesn't mean you just get it handed to you. And I think people that are catfishing customers or clients in town are basically trying to shortcut, skip the work, skip the process, skip the learning, skip the discipline, and that always ends up biting you in the butt like it's an awful business practice it's awful for your psychology like your mental health and it's a great way to lose all your friends and to just become someone in town like for nashville it's like once the community realizes oh this guy's like a straight con man or like is doing something that's not supportive of the music community the industry the artists like you don't have our back the Nashville community is so small that it just like shuns you. Like you better pack up and move, which like I've literally been in projects where like 
I mean, one of my first label gigs, like a producer tried to take credit for me mixing the whole album. He got caught at the end, and he literally moved across the country because it was just the worst <laughs> situation ever. And he cat, you know, now we're talking about this. I didn't even think about it. He catfished the art, the label and artist was claiming my mix work. Was for that his. the one where you like wrote a thank you? Yes. That's how and it that guy got caught. Yeah, I wrote a thank you to the artist for letting me mix their album, and they responded, I didn't know you mixed it. What are you talking about? And that's when it got very complicated. <laughs> so yeah. that's a fun one. And that was very early on in my career with, with a major label and a major artist. And it all turned out well, and I ended up getting rehired for the next albums, and things mm. were good. And the guy who was originally hired who had done some really good work, literally left town, and I've never heard his name. I've never seen him online again. It's just like he never existed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was me getting cat or him catfishing everybody. And, um, you know, it worked out for a while, and then it caught up. And it caught up just by me being, like, wanting to thank the artist for giving me a shot, and they didn't know that. They had given me a shot. <laughs> to mix their album. So anyway, that's my thoughts on like kind of what I've seen in town with catfishing and my experience with it. For all the young people out there, if you don't have a studio, you don't have gear, you don't have any clients yet, you don't have any, you know, anything that you think you need to be, to feel whole about you and yourself, just know that where you are is totally fine. We all start from somewhere. I started in my parents' basement closet. And then I went to a laundry room. And then, mm. like, I went to a bedroom. And now... These are all with uh, Logitech speakers, too? Yeah, I started with Logitech speakers. Surround sound, video game speakers. And then I had Yamaha. Did you have the whole surround sound going? Yeah. I had speakers behind me. I was mixing with speakers behind me. It was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> I was doing terrible. You get that extra wide mask. Exactly. It was so phasey. You put it in like a car and like the vocal vanished. <laughs> Sounds cool and surround though. <laughs> Literally, I had that happen when I was first starting. Oh my gosh. This would have been like 12 years ago back in college. That was what I, before I consider my music career starting. But that's where I started was like logitech speakers then i had yamaha hs5s and then i had genelex which i loved which were that was a big step up and then now i have the barefoots and now i'm moving into a full-blown commercial studio and like it's been 12 12-ish years 13-ish years to do that mm. and anytime i tried to skip any part of it or catfish someone it never worked never ever ever worked like <laughs> It never worked, and I probably, I'm sure, if I know me at all, like, if I ever, I'm a terrible liar, like, my wife knows that. I can't tell a lie. I just wear my emotions on my sleeves. If something's bothering me, people can tell immediately. So, for me, it just, it doesn't work out at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long, long journey, and I think it's totally worth it. It doesn't take very long to get to become successful. Now that I look at it all, like 12 years, 13 years from start to now, I'm only 32. I've got so much time, and I'm like beyond where I ever thought I would. 
be, and that's a blessing. And I really don't have any secrets other than I've been showing up and I'm disciplined and that took time. And I mean, it's, we've talked about, you know, my story on the podcast before, but I just encourage everybody, like you have time and if you put in the work and you don't catfish people and you just let people know what you really want to do, you want to serve them, you continue to grow, continue to be honest, then you don't have to be a ugly, fake catfish that lives on the bottom of the river and lives in a hole. (laughs) It's like the goblin of fish. Exactly. You don't have to be that. You can be a, uh, I don't know, a pretty fish. (laughs) Whatever, Whatever you think is a pretty fish, you can be that instead of a catfish. Or if you like catfish, whatever, that's fine. Catfish are kind of. I was going to say clownfish. Clownfish. Because they're cool looking, but. There you go. You probably don't want to go from a catfish to a clownfish. <laughs> Doesn't really now you're sound the most appealing. So, those are my thoughts on the whole catfish thing. Um, you know, never claim to know people you, you don't know. Never claim to speak for people. Don't speak for people that you don't know. Don't represent people you don't know. Don't post fake photos that are not yours. Don't show up to a studio session that you're not really a part of. You're just like got an invite to sit on a couch and just sit on the dang couch. Don't go take a photo with the band or something and act like you're a part of it. That happens so much where like a friend will just be nice to the other friend and be like, hey, bro, I'm working on this really cool project. Why don't you come like sit on the couch basically (laughs) and shut up, but you can meet the band. And that happens, and the friend freaks out, and they're like trying to take photos with the band or the famous engineer, and then it becomes Yikes. messy and awkward, and then, you know, you never, you never get hired or anything. Like <laughs> that, that happens yeah. a lot in town too. Or like if you know, if you've worked with the band and you're at the show and your tickets got comped, but your friend's tickets didn't get comped, and then they're like trying to act like they're with the band or they should have comps, and it's. It gets all messy. Like, there's just no point in doing it. It creates awkward situations and pressure for relationships. And it's just not good for business. And people that have been in the industry long enough, like now I can spot spot a catfish from a mile away. I know where to look for them. And, uh, you know, it's just not a good route. So don't be a catfish. And I think that's all I want to say on the catfish. Unless you start talking and I have some thoughts. So what do you think, no, Matt? I mean, in all honesty, like, what's it, the the movie Lethal Weapon, where it's like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like anytime, <clears throat> like anytime an opportunity comes up to where I could lie, it's like all these like thoughts flood into my head of like all the, uh, what do you call it, like all the loose ends that that lie would have. Yeah. And it's like, I could totally do this and I could totally get away with it. But it's just a lot of loose ends that I, like, have to make sure all meet up. It's just, like, I don't care enough. <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's just not worth the absolute headache that it's going to be to make myself momentarily look cooler. Right. I mean, I don't think I say that I know people that I don't. And if I do, it's a complete mistake, and I'm just not really paying attention. <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah, so I've done like, that. Yeah, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I do. Or, yeah, their name sounds familiar, but... Yeah, <laughs> if I, like, really don't, I don't know. Maybe I just don't care enough about the conversation I'm in. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm too old for this shit. 
I don't really understand the point of lying to people to try to further your career or, I don't know, try to make yourself like seem cooler. Um, <clears throat> with me, it's 100% about the work that I'm doing because that's the only thing that's going to last. And, I mean, if you want to do good work, you just put your head down and do a shit ton of good work. And don't complain about it and just make it happen. And uh, there's this quote that I read the other day of, don't be upset about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do. Oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> it's just like, dang. I like that. Yeah. So it's like, well, you won't have to be upset about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do if you do put in the work to actually, like, make that come to fruition. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, I hate to end the podcast so early, but, I mean, this is... It's great, man. This is really it. It's just, I hate liars. <laughs> Be an honest person. Uh, don't catfish people. Sam, if you ever come to Charleston, we'll go noodling. Noodle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go noodling, Matt. See, do I have any more notes that I took? Yeah, it's like... No, it's, it's great. Lying sucks. Don't lie. Just just be you. Like I found that in life, and it's like, have I lied before in life? Yeah, sure, I've lied before in life. Uh, I mean, a lifetime ago, sure, but it's like, what's it going to get you long term? And it's like, there's that whole meme out of like <laughs> something that looks really complicated, and it's like when you lie on your resume, but you still get the job. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh shit, <laughs> what do I do? Uh -huh. So, yeah, I just never want to be in that situation. It's like I want to always be able to help someone to the fullest extent that I can help them. And that just comes from literally putting in the time and telling the truth yep. and just being an honest person. And I think uh, another mastering engineer in Australia, Tony Mance, if you don't know about him, look him up. He's probably like the godfather of, like, positivity for the mastering community yes. and music-making community. I think he just has a saying that says, uh, uh, cream rises and shit sinks. So <laughs> it's like if you do good work, it's going to rise. If you do bad work, I mean, yeah, it's going to suck for a while, but and it's just going to go away because so, that's where bad work goes. Mm -hmm. So unless, and this is a very quick tangent, then we'll wrap my buddy Christian Steinmetz, who's like next level just in terms of smart and AI and stuff like that, he made an app that I think you can only get it through his website, but essentially you tell it how weird of a Spotify playlist you want it to make you and like how foreign of music you want it to play. And it's literally just like one slider of like kind of weird, weird whoa, buddy, and buckle up. <laughs> and so it's like the bad music might pop up on the buckle up, but normally it's all like Japanese, Korean, and Thai characters, so you can't even read it anyway. But it's just like all stuff that has zero listens on it. But, I mean, that would be the only reason that uh, the stuff at the bottom would get drug up, as if somebody's curious on one of his crazy AI experiments. That dude's going to run the world one day. And he's like currently in Spain working on crazy artificial intelligence programs. 
So, but yeah, I'll probably post that that app in the notes because you just get some weird places in terms of fine music. So, anywho, yeah, that's really all I care about. It's a random plug for my buddy's random music finding <laughs> app, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, don't catfish people. Literally, just impress them with your brain and in a very honest way and by being an honest person and by creating things that, that things that are genuinely like worth creating. So, anywho, Sam, that's all I got. <clears throat> Perfect. So... Let's see. What do we have? Any announcements? I imagine Sam, as always, is queuing up one hell of a banjo-related beat from beesabeats.com. <laughs> Buy Sam's Beats. And if you would like a mug or a whiskey glass or some socks, if it's cold where you are, don't get cold feet, especially around wet- wedding season. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> That'd be a really bad gift. Uh, yeah, we have merch. Go over to theattackandreleaseshow.com and we can get some merch onto your way. And I think that's about it. I don't think I have anything. If you like what you heard, give us some thumbs up, stars, likes, comments, whatever. I think we're just shy of 100,000 downloads. I don't think I've told you that yet, Sam. Oh, wow. So Look at us go. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with this long transition of banjo music and <laughs> or country or whatever Sam has queued up. And yeah, whatever you're having, morning, afternoon, evening, have a darn good one. Cue the music, buddy. Cue it. Bye. Don't catfish people. Trying to figure what this music sounds like. It's banjo. That's exactly it. I'm not doing another pink call though. <laughs> Alright. Are we still rolling? Yeah, probably. And music is perfect. Alright. <laughs>